Hey, everybody. We are doing something a little different for today's episode, and we also have a very special guest. It's TJ Branson from the Five Hole Fantasy Hockey Podcast. All right, we got a very special segment for you. Yeah, thanks, buddy. It is the half-season, half-rostered award show extravaganza. All right, get your buns in here. It's time to get the bids. All right, you're listening to Fantasy NHL today. NHL today. I am your host, Blake Creamer. Can you just please do me a quick favor? All right. You head on over to twitter.com. You follow at Blake Creamer SE. All right. I really appreciate that. I know I've said this before and I'll say it again. My Twitter friends are my real friends. All right. TJ, you back me up on this. You, you with me? On yeah, this? I, I'm, I'm following him. I don't know why you okay. guys aren't. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah, just do as TJ does. All right. That's that's where we're at. Um, also, if you're feeling some type of way about the show, if you could please just give us a rating five star, hopefully, uh, you know, even if you don't like it, um, that's on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please leave a review. Let me know what you think. Otherwise, I'm going to be left to my own devices. It's just going to be more Simpsons quotes, Seinfeld quotes. Is that what you want? Hmm? Maybe it is. <laughs> All right. So, as we said, we got an amazing guest for you today. It's none other than TJ Branson, one of the hosts of the legendary Five Hole Fantasy Hockey Podcast. TJ, welcome and thank you for spending some time with us today. What's going on? How you doing? Legendary, love that. Uh, right. We're we're good, man. We uh, you were kind enough to let this happen late at night, so the kids are falling off to sleep. Hopefully, when I go back upstairs, they are already asleep. But it was a good day today. Uh, I'm off, and I have standby tomorrow so i got a new job uh with the with the airlines and i have to be at the airport for six hours uh just in case somebody gets like a flat tire or something on the way to the airport i just need to be back up so i need to be there ready to go at 6 a.m so that is a that's early i don't know about you but that's that's early yeah yeah i'm not a morning person man it's uh i mean i can get up for things that i like to do like if you were like let's do the podcast at 6 a.m i'd be like yeah no problem (laughs) It's like, yeah, you got to get up for work. It's like, oh, yeah, God, no. So, yeah, that's the power of our brains, I think. But uh, no, yeah, I'm gonna appreciate go, your time, my buddy. What do you say? Pop a couple melatonin and just drift off into a pharmaceutical pharmaceutical sleep. That's right. That's the that best is. kind, right? Uh, I don't know if that's true, but let's, yeah, well, let's move on there. Um, awesome, buddy. So. Um, as I said, uh, TJ is one of the hosts of the Five Hole Fantasy Hockey Podcast. This is a podcast. You got to check out. This is must-listen material. Hard work, steely resolve, and sure grittiness. All right. Um, TJ, what I'd like to do, what's, sir, what's the uh, Twitter for Five Hole there? Just so we can get this out to the, to the listeners here. FHF Hockey. So you guys can find us at, on Twitter at FHF Hockey. We got a couple of bots that are pretty neat. FHFH Lines, which is a Python script that finds like line combinations. That's pretty rad. And... uh the FHFH bot, which finds injuries. It's a lot. Uh, it's, it's a ruthless script. It retweets everything, but uh, a lot of fun. Dude, I, I don't know how you guys do it. Like, uh, obviously, I follow all these, and I'm, I have notifications on f- for these things. So um, I get all this information right to my phone. Honestly, if you're not using Twitter and you're in, in fantasy hockey, like, you, you're getting left behind. you, you got to get on Twitter, e- even if it's just 
just hockey stuff. Just follow hockey guys like like TJ here, Five Full Fantasy Hockey Podcast, all the stuff, and get the notifications on, and you'll get you know that that's how we that's how we make decisions in real time, right? Um, but yeah, you guys are doing it. You know, one of the best, no question. Um, also, why don't you tell us a little bit about your Discord? You guys are you guys are killing it in Discord. Oh my, it is uh, it's girthy. It's a big Discord right now. I'm looking at the number twenty three thirty six. So. Uh, almost 2,500 members in there yeah. and it's free. So, you know, you don't have to step through any, any hoops or any of that. So you can come in, talk fantasy hockey with like 2000 other, other fantasy hockey nuts. There's trade channels where you can put up a poll. And if you have a trade, you can put up a poll. Do I win this? Do I lose this? There's an injury. There's Twitter uh, feeds. So like an insider feed, there's all sorts of bots and it's a lot of fun. There's um, hot takes channel so if you have a hot take you can go ahead and just put it in there for the whole world to see and screenshot and hold you accountable and add drop start bench tons of stuff so it's a lot of fun and it's free which is the best part everything is there honestly this is this is a no-brainer right um you know like i said uh just like you said fantasy hockey nutcases that's that's what we're all about you know we need to talk to our own people, all right? People that love fantasy hockey. It, do you ever get this, TJ, where you tell someone like, hey, yeah, I'm, a, I'm the host of a fantasy hockey podcast, and instantly their eyes just glaze over? They're like, it's funny. It's funny. So I, I somebody I met in um, in training while I was training for the, for the airline, um, I was like, yeah, you know, I run this podcast, and, uh, you know, it's about fantasy hockey. And that actually did happen. He was like, no way. And um, he was like, dude, I, I'm playing <laughs> fantasy hockey. He was setting his lineup right at that time. Like, oh, no nice. Shit. Like, all right. You know, it's kind of weird to to be one on one with somebody and be like, hey, you know, listen to my stuff. And that was a weird thing. But I'm like, yeah, we, we do it. And then uh, so I, I've had like one interaction and it's strange that it <laughs> happened so recently. But yeah, one interaction where somebody new had played fantasy hockey. It's, it's a niche market. Like fantasy football is so big and fantasy yeah. basketball, even uh, hockey's hockey's up and coming. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like fantasy hockey is a little bit behind uh, in the fantasy world, but there's so many good people. I mean, such as yourselves that are just kind of propping it up and you guys have been doing it for a while. Um, I mean, you're into how, how many episodes you guys done there? Well, we've done close to 400 under the five hole umbrella. Um, we were with locked on for a year. I think we did another hundred there. Uh, Cause that was daily. That was five times a week. Yeah. And um, yep. that was a lot of work, a lot of work. So uh, we went back to our own umbrella and, and, you know, had our own say on, on everything, uh, great company, whatever, but, um, we just wanted to be us and that's what we could do at five hole. So we're, I don't know. I want to say around close to 500 episodes been around since 2016, I believe. Dude, that's don't sick. listen to our old episodes. It's yeah. no, no, definitely go listen to the old episodes immediately. All right. Download them. <laughs> going to. Yeah. Going yeah. To, well, it's that- the mock drafts that are hilarious. <laughs> Oh, big time. I love the takes. I even just in preparation for this show, I just thought I'd listen to some some of the older stuff because, you know, I've been listening for a couple of <laughs> years myself. Right. And just to hear the takes oh like they're pretty good. The takes were good. I, I didn't hear anything that was egregious. So I was like, oh, OK, yeah. You know, so I think you some, guys are you guys are doing well. You've learned, you know, over the years. Obviously. <laughs> I'll never let Zach live it down. And um, hopefully this doesn't get him in any trouble. But uh, the year that McKinnon went off, he was like, yeah, I just. I don't know if I believe in Nate McKinnon and we were talking like drafts and I think I had him inside my top, I don't know, whatever top first round or whatever top three rounds even. And Zach was just like, nah, I don't buy it. And then he goes off. I'm not, I won't let him live that down. He's, he's got some good hot takes, but also Zach sometimes uh, just hits something out of the stands and you're like, 
what? How? Oh, wow. And, and he called it like two weeks earlier. You're like, yeah, yep. all right, that's, that's, that's he's, fine. He's a weird savant that way. He's an enigma. There you go. <laughs> Cool. Um, all right. One other thing I wanted to mention about Fivefold before we get to biz here is just uh, just the listener leagues that you guys have. Um, these guys have like a tiered uh, listener league system, kind of like uh, uh, the Keeping Carlson, the Cupful. But right. I mean, that, that's the level that these guys are at. They're, um, you know, how many tiers do you have? Eight? Well, I think we have, shit, what is it? Um, what was it? I think we're up to, to nine, but it's, it's nine like three tiers. tiers. So it's, uh, yeah, Keeping Carlson right, does right. the same old time hockey and on reddit does the same it's huge it's a huge fantasy league and um you know you get to the top tier and you can be demoted or promoted depending on how well you do one year but um that is through our patreon so the only real paywall that we have uh but what's nice is we take all our profits like anything off the top we don't make any money on our show uh we use the money to keep the show going so it's not putting us in the negative but then anything off the top just goes to mental health america so everything we're doing is just for you guys and um anything we can we we donate love that man just a just just a cherry on top of, of what you're providing there so get your buns over there i'm gonna put the discord link uh in to the uh, show description here so make sure you check that out these guys are legends all right all beauties all the time okay <laughs> all right now we are primed and ready to go uh let me explain what we're gonna what's gonna be happening in this show all right um so I was talking with TJ. I had uh, just an idea about half-season awards, like an award show in my mind. And when I touched base with TJ, he suggested we do that. But as a caveat, we choose players who are rostered in only 50% or less of leagues on Yahoo. So that's a pretty good idea. And if TJ you know, says that, I, I pretty much I just have to go it's, with what he says. You know, it's people, people that people can pick up, right? We can, we can talk about David Pasternak and Adam Fox and you know, Ilya Sorokin, all we want, but everybody's going to be like, all right, yeah, what am I supposed to do about that? So I think I thought under 50 would be a little fun for the listener. Uh, they can go out on their waiver wire and see if, see if somebody's there. There you go. Makes absolute sense. So uh, first, I'm just going to tell you about the awards. They are very prestigious. All right. I'm positive that all players involved would just be so honored uh, because if I know one thing and TG, you can back me up on this, uh, is that NHL players really care about our fantasy teams, right? They do. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a no brainer, right? When they, you know, have, you know, blow a lead or, you know, just holes in or don't score. They're, they're really affected. Right. So that's just something I know uh, personally. All right. Um, now TJ, I understand you are an avid flyers fan. All right. As uh, they, you know, you can't see in the video, but he's got a nice flyers uh, flag there. Um, <laughs> you can see my background is a wall with nothing on it. Um, so that's, that's why this is audio, not video. Um, yeah, but uh yeah. How are you liking your Flyers this year? Uh, I mean, they're surprising, but they're doing exactly what the fan base doesn't want them to do. Like, just tank. Just be I, good I, at that. They're like, we're I thought not... it was going to be worse. Honestly, I, 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 with so I, I was like, what? I'm like, this is the, the Bedard. He's going there. No question. And they've so. really surprised me. You know, they obviously they have these stretches where it's like they, they can't win a game. And then all of a sudden they're beating like, you know, good teams. Um, and guy like Konechny, what what the hell is he doing? Oh my this god, year? I couldn't even tell you. I mean, there's going to be we're going to have to do a thesis on him this off season, just to dig in and figure out what happened. Yeah, it doesn't like, make sense. Is, it's just redlining all over the place. And it's like, all right, well, I guess he's going to do this all year. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I've liked the Flyers this year. Carter Hart obviously playing back to form for the most part. So 
yeah, I, I got uh, I got love for the Flyers too. Um, but yeah, because of that, I thought we'd just lean in and go for it. Hashtag fueled by Philly. All right. So TJ, hopefully your favorite Flyers represented here in these awards. The awards we're handing out today are for the best goalie, the Ron Hextall Award. All right. Best forward, Points League, the Mark Recchi Award. Okay. Best forward, Cats League, the Tim Kerr Award. What a beauty that man is. Beautiful mustache on that man. Um, best D-man, the Mark Howe Award. All right. Slash Tony D'Angelo. All right. Ooh. Because we know what a legend he is, right? <laughs> um, uh, must roster player, the Eric Lindros Award. And last but not least, the biggest bust, giggity, the Luca Spiza Award. Ugh, okay. Luca Spiza. Luca Spiza. Yeah, he played for the Canucks too. Um, I saw him in a restaurant one time. Uh, yeah, we made eye contact. We locked and then... You know, that was it. That's that's the end of the story. Just, I, I saw him in a restaurant. pretend. Yeah. I was like, hey, yeah, he was with Bo Horvat, so that was kind of exciting. But, you know, mm. whatever. That's the worst story I've ever told in my life. All right. So before we get to these awards, we got to talk about some NHL news. Okay. My tiny little nipples went to France. Just some quick injury updates. Uh, you know, I actually haven't checked. I wish I did. Oveshkin was a game-time decision tonight with a lower body injury. A game starts in six minutes, I think, so I'm not sure if he's in or out. TJ, help me out. I'm um, looking it up in the background. My man. Um, yeah, so uh, he's obviously a pretty pretty tough guy, so if he's missing games, uh, you know, it's probably a significant injury. So, um, yeah, what do you got there? Um, seven hours ago. That's the top tweet. Uh, two minutes. He is playing. So there you go. Two minutes ago. Ovechkin's in the lineup. Nice. I like that. Um, McCarr, Kale McCarr, uh, is going to be out for the game tonight. Um, I read an interview, uh, or saw a tweet where he just said that he wants to get one game in for the all-star break. So they only have one more game and it's on Saturday. So he should be playing there hopefully, but obviously check your lineups. Um, St. Louis news, Tori Krug and, Vladimir Tarasenko or off the IR, but uh, Pavel Buchnevich was placed on IR. So rotating IR there in St. Louis. I don't know. They're they're hot garbage this year. Let's let's just agree on that. No, what do you what do you think about St. Louis this year? I don't like St. Louis, so I'm happy that they're struggling. You know who I really don't like is Bennington. What the, mm. I don't like the guy's face. He's a brat, isn't he? he? Yeah, he's just a dingus. Yeah, brat is a good word. Like yeah. what what are you doing? Come on. Um I mean, if you're going to have an ego like that, you got to stop pucks. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I always <laughs> find when players win early on in their career, it, it doesn't usually end well for them. You know what I mean? It's like they have this expectation. <laughs> That's out of nowhere. Yeah. Steve Mason. Oh, my goodness. Ugh. Yeah. There, there's there's many. You just even look at um, uh, Matt Murray. You know, guys mm. that win early on, they just they, they can never reach that level. It's like they think it's so easy. And it's not like the Stanley cup to me is the hardest trophy to win in, in sports. And, you know, I'm biased. Obviously I love hockey, but it really is like hockey is such a brutal game and it's so fast. Like I, I, it's a wonder (laughs) any team survives, you know, by the end of the Stanley cup playoffs, you're like, Oh yeah. So-and-so had a broken toe. This guy's shoulder was torqued. It's like, what are these guys doing? You know, I watch NBA and these guys are sitting out like, you know, with a runny nose. My fingers hurt. Oh, well, oh, now your back's going to hurt because you just pull landscaping duty. Hmm. Anybody else's fingers hurt? 
I swear, like <laughs> yeah. this one guy, uh, Jimmy Butler, this guy's a dingus. He plays for the Miami Heat. He sat out with a cold. What are you doing? Mm. Uh, these guys, hockey players are nuts. Oh, so. speaking of which, uh, Nicholas Backstrom is out tonight with a non-COVID-related illness. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I mean, most hockey players are, you know. Uh, I Nick, watched, Nick Backstrom, uh, come on, toughen up, my man. Braden Shen took a a skate to the chest when he was a flyer. He he went to the dressing room, got stitched up, and then he played the rest of the game. That's hockey for you. Just crazy stuff. Remember, Brendan Shanahan played with a broken leg. There are li- crazy I'd- people. Oh man. So, you know, well, that's that's what we're used to. So when I watch other sports, I'm like, what the hell? Like, what are you doing? Um, but anyways, yeah. Um, so yeah, St. Louis, they stink. Let's agree on that. Um, Tyler <laughs> Johnson for the Blackhawks is put just put on IR with an ankle injury in uh, you know, non-fantasy relevant news. Um, but in fantasy relevant news, Josh Norris for the Senators is now out for the season. That stinks. Uh, big time. I, I was excited about Norris this year, and it's just been a train wreck for him. Just like Mac, Max Pacioretty. Like, I hate to see players go through this. Uh, Max mm-hmm. Pacioretty, um, definitely, because he's a little bit older. But, I mean, Norris, the, the, Ottawa has just been so surprising this year just with their their lack of cohesion and their inability to w- win games and, and stop goals from going in. I don't know. What, what's, your, what's, your, what's your feel on Ottawa this year? I thought they were going to be so much better. Um, like I thought we were going to be hearing about to bring cat every single day. I thought yeah. Giroux was really going to click there. I mean, he's doing all right, but it's, it's not like, you know, I just thought there would be that perfect fit and then maybe it was just too much that they changed over the off season. And then just like not being able to get continuity going with Josh Norris on the shelf, off the shelf, this, that, and maybe it's just too much. So what I like about this situation, and it's hard to say that you'll like something about, somebody getting hurt and going down for the season, but it's going to be enough to get him out of people's minds coming into drafts next year. So Josh Norris might be, uh, might be on a discount going into drafts oh, yeah. again. Uh, yeah. I like that big, big time value for Josh Norris. He was almost out of value this, this season. Like he, I don't think we, we haven't seen peak Josh Norris, like not even close. I think not he's yet. got all the tools to be real, like a real fantasy performer. You know, especially with this group of players, right? But and what yeah, gonna- what kind of stinks is is with all this time that he's losing, Timmy Stutzla is not slowing down. So maybe one C isn't in Norris's future, and that's a product of not being on the ice for it. Right. Uh, but I mean, it's a great story for for Stutz. Man, I love Tim Stutzla. I uh, I made a, a trade for him like a, a couple months ago. I had him on a couple teams. I'm I'm on like nine fantasy teams. It's just ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I had him on two teams and I traded for him in another team. And uh, like, it's, it's just awesome. I actually got, I'm trying to think of the trade now. It was, uh, Stutzla and Makar. Um, and this is before Makar kind of went off on his, his streak here, but still he's Makar. So Stutzla and Makar for, uh, William Nylander and Dougie Hamilton. Taste me how to duck. Taste me, taste me how to duck, duck. This is, a okay. uh, um, it's a points league with no bangs. Um, so, you know, it. I felt really good about it, but at the time, Nylander was like the highest ranked in on Yahoo, like by a large margin. So it was, it was, I was a little bit nervous. Yeah, but oh, and then Makar goes off, and then Stutzler has been going off. So it's been pretty good, although yeah, Nylander's going off as well, and so is Dougie Hamilton. So it's kind of a it's kind of a wash, but I'll take oh, Makar and Stutzler any day of the week there. Yeah, for sure. So, anywho, um, yeah, I like that Josh Norris at value next season. Book it. All right, um, Chris Letang has been activated off the LTIR and he's got a goal tonight. 
Love that. Um, this guy's a good story this year. Well, not really a good story, but he's like a redemption story, you know, like he's just had a brutal season off the ice. He's had so, you know, obviously with his stroke and then the passing of his, I don't remember his dad or mom, like dad, yeah. that, that, yeah, that stuff is, you know, how, how do you carry on the way this man is carrying on and, and perform at the level he's performing at? Like, I, I just love crystal Tang. I, I didn't know all this stuff was going on with him. So I liked him before the season. I like him even more now. So I'm, I'm glad he's back in the lineup. I don't know. How, how do you like Latang this year? He's great. He always goes later uh, because that injury risk is always there and people are trying to dodge it in the draft. And I mean, like you're saying, he's, he's somebody, yeah, feel good story is kind of a weird uh, name for it, but yeah, yeah, he's, he's always great. And I like to think that, you know, playing hockey is, is a good way for him to, to Zen out, you know, just getting on the ice. That's Zen for him. And uh, he can just focus on one thing and clear his mind for a little bit. So I like to think he's, and I hope this is how it is for him. But uh, I like to think that he, when he's at on the ice, he's at peace. Which would yeah, be good. it's familiar. It's you know he's good at it. Uh, yeah, absolutely, man. I, I was thinking the same thing. Um, just that that's his happy place, right? So I'm I'm just happy he's able to get out there and do it. I think he's still a young guy, right? He's he's old, a little older, obviously in hockey terms, but he's a young guy. Like he's got his whole life ahead of him, right? So it's it's nice that he's able to get in there and do what he loves. Um, and that's about it. That's all the news we want to talk about. Um, I think we should just get right to biz and get into these awards. All right. So without further ado, let's get to biz. All right. Um, TJ, I want to give you the first crack here. We're going to talk about the Ron Hextall award. Who is the best goalie rostered in 50% or less of leagues on Yahoo? What do you got? I am a huge fan of Carol Valmelka now, and it's not for the reasons you're going to think it's, you know, obviously the surface stats are not great, uh, but he's chugging along and in volume leagues where a lot of people uh, just stack saves. Maybe you're punting the goals allowed. Maybe you're punting the the wins or save percentage or whatever, but Valmelka is seventh in saves. And if you look at the top 10, um, at least in my fantasy hockey league, most of the guys in the top 10 are all 100 or 99% owned, and Vimelka is the only one that's under 50%. So he's giving value at a very specific category, and that's just saves. He's going to play games. He's not going to really win. Uh, his save percentage isn't abysmal. He's a 904 save percentage right now, but at 45%, uh, you can't really go wrong. Um, if that's exactly what you're looking for, and he's a specialist, he's just going to get those saves. Arizona is not the type of team to uh, insulate their goalie, and that's great, right? If that's what we're looking for, so Vimelka is my guy. Um, yeah, if we're going for volume, he, I think he's the answer. No, I like that, and this guy has been a staple. Like, and ever since I joined, um, you know, joined up with Apples and Genos, I do a you know every Sunday with Nate, we we talk, and uh, you know. He's, he's, I'm coming, I'm coming along with zero G. That's something that I've kind of fought for the last two years as like, you know, you know, I like UC Saros. I'm going to draft UC Saros every year because he's, he's the best, you know, but um, you know, guys like Carol Vamelka make zero G possible. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, yeah, like, like you said, he's a specialist in saves for sure. His goals against are going to, you know, be huge, but he's getting some wins too. I mean, you know, it obviously his record, it, he's 12, 17, and four and two, right? So yeah. that, that's not, I mean, you know what you get in Arizona. Exactly. You know what you get. But what, so what's your, like, what's your thought on Vimelka as far as like he is streamer level or is he, should he be owned? 
Well, there's going to be leagues out there, maybe 16 team leagues, or you know, the cupful over at uh, Keeping Carlson where 14 teams are rostered. Um, mm-hmm. You probably carrying two, maybe three goalies, so you're looking at 24, uh, 28, even 32 if you're in a 16 team league uh, goalies that are being rostered. Um, and Vimelka, like I said, he's a specialist. And if you're in a points league where you're getting a little bit of points for for saves, he's gonna get those for you. And he might like he might not tank you. Hopefully, you're not yep. in like a uh, a league where it's super unfriendly to goalies who are on bad teams. But I, I think there's a point where Vimelka is kind of the best option after the best options. Look at this top ten. Uh, it might even be top twelve. I don't know. But it's it, in this league right here. It's Hellebuck, Ottinger, Olmark. Soros, Sorokin, Shesterkin, Georgiev, Vasilevsky, Logan Thompson, Darcy Kemper, Tristan Jari. The lowest ownership percentage out of those group is 92%, and that's Logan Thompson. Next up is Carol Vimelka at 45. So you're getting those level ranking stats, at least in my league, um, at half the cost in terms of yep. ownership. So with that, I, I think he does enough in the saves department to the point where you can kind of let that 904 save percentage go to the wayside or let those wins go to the wayside he's not a darcy kemper he's not a linus olmark he's not chugging wins like jake ottinger but um he's gonna get you the saves yeah i love that i've streamed in uh, vimelka um plenty of times this season and and it's worked out well um you know and also it like if you just to your point like if you're punting categories so you're in a category league you want to punt something like yeah, you're you're stacking saves with this guy, and you're going to get yep. the occasional win, right? So I, I like Vimelka moving forward too. Obviously, Arizona is not a good team. Um, there's no debate about that, but they might not always be that way. Like this guy, he's only 26, right? Goalies take a little while, in my opinion, to sort of develop. And I don't know, even in the dynasty league, like I'm not hating Vimelka. I think he's I already think improved. Sorry, they're cooling on uh, on Prosvetov too. The uh, the goalie prospect. I'm pretty right. sure they're cooling on him a little bit. So Vimelka might be, um, you know, for what it's worth in Arizona, the goalie of the future. Um, what what future you have pictured in <laughs> your mind? The future goalie of the Arizona Coyotes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he might be like the answer for them. Uh, but there, you know, there's some bright spots there. They got Matias Michelli. Uh, he's coming up looking really good, and, and like Kraus too. Kraus is looking really good. Yeah. He was. Uh, yeah. He's solid, and and Dylan Gunther. I mean, we're hearing a ton about this kid. Uh, the golden oh, yeah. goal and everything. So, you know, I, I think there is a, I think they just, they had Valimaki too, and they just signed him. So that's um, right today. And, you know, I, I think there is a brighter future, which isn't saying a, a bunch because the bar is not set too high, but I don't know in a dynasty, I, I'd be a pretty big fan of having the milk. I, you know, obviously not yeah. your first target, but I wouldn't hate it, especially Absolutely. if volume is rewarded. Yeah, just a second or third goalie like Vimelka. I, I, I would, I would bet that he does even better next year with his statistics. Um, you know, and then if he ever gets traded like to a team that can play defense, and now we're cooking, <laughs> right? This guy's obviously got some skill. So, yeah, no, I love that. Um, all right, Vimelka, you're getting the Ron Hextall. All right, and I'm gonna give you my take on the Ron Hextall. All right, we got two awards for each one. All right, so congratulations to you, Carol Melka. The other Ron Hextall award is going to Philip Gustafson of the Minnesota Wild. All right. This man's 50% rostered. He's a beauty. All right. This is another guy I've streamed in a bunch of times. Um, it's been an interesting year for the Wild. Um, I think Mark andre Fleury has been a bit of a question mark this year. Just at times, obviously, he was off, um, you know, dealing with the situation or whatever. 
um, you know, and, and he's a little bit older as well. So um, I think Gustafson has filled in really admirably for Mark Andre Fleury and they might even be leaning more towards him, at least to, you know, moving towards the end of the season. Like if, if, if Mark Andre Fleury is their guy for the playoffs, they might kind of rest him a little bit more, kind of making sure that he's good to go for the playoffs. But let, I did a little bit of a deep dive into Phil Gustafson. So let's check this out. He's um, his record is 11, seven, one and one. So that's nice. He's got a 2.26 goals against, uh, which is awesome. It's fifth in the league. Uh, with goalies that have played at least 19 games, and, and that's how many he's played. So um, so fifth in the league there, 922 save percentage, that's fifth in the league. Same, uh, you know, uh, with goalies played 19 games. Um, and what I really like is uh, something I like to look at for goalies is goals saved above average. Um, that's a, it's kind of a newer statistic to sort of judge goalies. It's like how many goals they're saving um, above what the league average is right and basically you know long story short what you want is a positive number there right you don't want a negative number so um his goal saves against average is 9.4 which is excellent and that's 11th in the league in that category i was surprised by that actually uh, for a goalie that's you know 50 percent rostered right um granted he hasn't had the kind of workload that some of these other goalies have you know like connor hellebuck and all these other guys but um yeah, I think Gustafson is still a streamer level at this point. But like I was saying, I could see Minnesota moving towards like a 50-50 split, um, at least till the end of the season. So meaning more starts for Gustafson, obviously. Um, the last time he played like a true backup was um, late October, early November. And since then, um, he's mostly been alternating starts and occasionally yeah. getting a couple starts in a row, right? Well, like I was, yeah, I was surprised by that too. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, like I said, I think something's going on with Mark Andre Fleury this year, and his his head might not be fully in it. And I think Gustafson's is. He looks he looks good out there right now. I have a lot more confidence in uh, Gustafson moving forward. And then obviously, if anything happens to Fleury, this guy's this guy's must roster. You got to get him. All right. Yeah. But for yep. yeah for yeah for now, I think we could stream him in for starts and then kind of see what happens. Just because if it is fifty fifty, that that does take his value down a bit. But uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you, what do you think about Gustafson? You used him at all this year? Or? I streamed him in once or twice. Um, I wish I would have hold on because these these numbers, you're right. It is 50-50, almost even keel going back to December. Uh, the second week in December, after that, they've been going, I mean, it was it was one and one, one and one, mm-hmm. almost till Christmas. And then Gus got two games and then Flurry got two and then Gus got two. And then it's been one and one since. So it's, it's as close to 50% as you can get. Uh, and you can get that on the waiver wire. What's yeah, nice is there. it is quality start ratio has been insane he's got 19 uh games played this year 13 of them quality starts so you're looking at like a 68 percent chance of getting a good start out of him uh only three really bad starts uh those rbs so he's not yep. blowing up your stats super often and what's nice about minnesota is they're one of the the more reliable teams coming defensively uh they always insulate their their goalies pretty well so that even that goal saved above average is a bit surprising taking all those mm. um you know, those dangerous shots and, and turning them into saves instead of goals. So yeah, I think, I think you're spot on with that. And um, the record is kind of, it's hard to argue with at this point. And he's, he's getting saves too. Yeah, no, it's good. And and yeah, if you're not really looking for, for a volume starter, right. Cause he's not going to be that, but he's going to get his starts. And uh, with these kind of numbers, like, yeah, especially in the cats league, yeah, you're getting, you're getting goals against you're getting save percentage right and you're getting the you're getting an occasional win so 
I like I it. If you, right, I like you paired Vemelka with Igustafsson, you got quality stats, you got the quantity stats, you got a little bit of everything, and you can get both of them on the wire in over half. There you go. Philip Vemelka. He's going on the all name team. All right. That's right. Carol Igustafsson. Yeah, I like, yeah, that, which one's better? I don't know. I'm, I'm going to do that this year, man. I want an all name team, just nothing fantasy related. Just a whole episode on just the stupidest names in hockey. Joey Jojo <laughs> Jr. Shabadoo. That's the worst name I ever heard. <laughs> oh, no. Hi, Joey Jojo. Uh, I love that. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of awesome. Uh, cool. All right, let's move on. That, that is it. Congratulations to those uh, those winners there. Ron Hextall is very proud of you. Um, let's move on. TJ, I want to hear what you got for the Mark Recchi Award. All right, this is the best forward in points leagues. All right, mm. what do you got? All right, do not call me a homer, but it's hard to deny the fact that Kevin Hayes has been on fire. Did anyone order me a plain cheese? Seven points in his last five. He's on a 75-point pace on a very surprising Flyers team this year. And mm-hmm. it, it's not for lack of you know streaking or anything. Like the, what, three games without a point might be the longest he's ever went this season? Yeah, two sets of three games with no points. And that's those those are consistent numbers. Uh, even if you are counting like face-offs, he's getting a couple of those. Uh, the shots are really good. And the point pace has been incredible. Uh, he's getting a ton of ice time uh, on the power play. And I mean, for what that's worth in, in Philadelphia. But I mean, we're we're talking 43 points in 47 games, which yep. is pretty much the same point pace as my honorable mention here, which is David Krejci, who is just always disrespected um, in fantasy because he's got pretty much the same point pace. And he's, I think, half the ownership of of Kevin Hayes. Um, I forget where David Krejci. I, I brought him up later on in the show, too, so. Um, yeah, he, yeah. He, no one they they no one took the five hole fantasy hockey podcast advice and pick up David Krejci, and they still aren't because what the hell's going yep. on? Roster this man. Ew, David. Oh yeah, we've been talking about him since he was like nine percent owned. So I, I yeah. do want to take credit for what sixteen percent. Yeah. <laughs> no, credit credit is earned is. right there. You got it. Um, yeah, I, I love Kevin Hayes, man. I, I had him drafted in a in a league this year, and I, I had him as one of my later picks. And it, at that point, he was three percent rostered, and it was kind of like a, a joke, you know, like oh, I'm one of the three percent that has Kevin Hayes. Well, look at me now. All right, this is uh, the man is just killing. Um, what you know? What one thing that Kevin Hayes is doing so much better uh, this year than his other years is shooting. Like the he's, oh yeah. He's just, pumping shots like he had a game the other night i think it was like nine shots or just something ridiculous man yeah nine shots and that you know the game before that was six shots um and then the game before that six shot game he had a hat trick so yep you know what are we what are we doing here um what what is kevin hayes rostered at right now he is 45 percent rostered 45 percent. okay yeah i mean this this guy he should be on a roster right now because philly had that amazing stream or they had the five game week so I've got Kevin Hayes in three spots right now, uh, plus the one that I drafted him in, and I'm not letting go. All right, this nope. is, he's killing it right now, and he's in Torts Doghouse, isn't he? Like, or he has been. At times. Yeah, he did. He got scratched the other week uh, for what I don't know, but that hat trick had to have uh, had to have looked good. I think it was de- yeah, December seventeenth. He must have been scratched. Yeah, you can't deny this guy. He, he's just, he's killing right now. Philly is offensively doing very well, or at least their their offensive guys are going. And Kevin Hayes is a big part of that. He's he's uh right now. So he started the season as a top line center. Where where is he at now? 
Do you, I because I saw him down the third line with uh, who's he playing with? Third Allison line, man. and well, Allison, I think Allison and Tippett, I know, are our middle Tippett, six right, yeah. wingers. Um, I don't know, I had but the lines that the, what's his name has been rolling them towards, he's just right. kind of rolling the lines. So, right now, um, I don't even, yeah, yeah, Hayes is playing on the wing with Scott Lawton and Wade Allison, uh, on the third line, technically, with Morgan yeah. Frost as our number one C. So, uh, make that what you will, but Kevin Hayes is still getting close to 18 minutes time on ice. So it's not for lack of, I, I swear to God, they're just rolling these lines super. I mean, that fourth line is probably not getting any minutes, but the top three lines are, are rolling. Uh, so it's yep. like 16 to 17 minutes for everybody. Well, and look at the power play numbers for this guy. He's already, he's already at a career high, um, you know, 15 power play points. That's pretty nice. So that, you know, he, he's he's averaging more power play time on ice than he ever has in his career. Um, and he's got more power play points to show for it, right? And he's averaging more shots than he's ever averaged in his career. Yep. So things yeah, are trending upwards that. for Kevin Hayes. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm into it, man. He's a, he's a beauty. And I'm hanging on until the wheels <laughs> fall off. All right? As you should. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and go pick up David Krejci. All right? What are you doing? All right. In, in, in points. Yeah, in points. Just get him in the Cats League too. Just, just do me a favor. Just go get David Krejci. I don't even, I don't even know where he is in Cats Leagues. He doesn't hit. All right, he doesn't. Yeah, uh, he doesn't do anything but get points. He, uh, he doesn't do too much. Right, just give it to Pasternak, and then, and then you're good to go. Right, that's, that's where we're at. Um, so keeping in, in, uh, you know, uh, on the same wavelength as you, I'm gonna do the Homer thing too. Uh, my Mark Recchi Award best forward in a points league is Big Koozie, Andre Kuzmenko. All right. Uh, of the Vancouver Canucks, he is forty-five percent rostered. Yeah, Kuzmenko. Uh, this is. I, I'm glad that he's forty-five percent rostered because, like, I I think he's going to have a big second half under the new coach here. Um, I don't really have any good analysis to back that up, but like, I just have this feeling. I I feel like Boudreaux was minimizing him a little bit. Like he wasn't one of Boudreaux's guys, and I think that he might get leaned on a little bit more with Rick Tockett. But again, yeah, I did a little bit of a deep dive in here. Um, Kuzmenko has been a good story for Vancouver this year, as just as opposed to the dumpster fire of a season that they've been having. Um, it, it looks like they at least got this signing right. So he's, he's got 41 points in 45 games. That's nice. All right. A uh, lot of, a lot of work on the power play there, but yeah, 19 goals, 22 assists. He's got five points in his last five games. That's nice too, but it, it's nothing spectacular. You know, he's just plugging away. Um, he, he's mostly been playing power play one. And, and I think that is really key moving forward, um, for him to keep his fantasy value going. Um, you know, I, I'd like to see him shoot a lot more. Actually, he, he, you know, at the beginning of the year, um, I talked about Kuzmenko with, uh, Nate from apples and Geno's quite a bit because he was, his scoring chances were up. His shots, shots per 60 were, were way up. Like his rate stats were good. And now he's just really kind of cooled off in that realm but his shooting percentage is sky high like right now he's so right now he's only shooting 1.7 a game like for an offensive player i, I want to see that like one more shot per game at least you know so i'm, I'm hoping that that is something that kind of trends upwards but yeah like i said his shooting percentage is pretty high 23.7 percent um a lot of those are tappings on the power play so like I was saying, with the coaching change in Vancouver, I think we obviously have to watch and see how he's deployed moving forward. In fact, everybody on the Canucks that has you know fantasy relevance, we got to see what happens when it, when a coaching change happens like this. We could, you know, I think there's there's some players that are going to be affected, like JT Miller. You know, mm. he's not going to get over 20 minutes anymore. Talk, it's already said that. 
right? So what does that do to JT Miller? What does it do to Pedersen? What does it do to, is Bo Horvath going to continue his 50 goal pace? Like, I don't know. I, I It's a big change, right? Um, so yeah, I'm interested in that right now. Uh, big Koozie's playing about 16 minutes time on ice. That, that might not change. You know, it sounds like talk. wants to kind of roll the lines and, and keep everybody fresh. Um, so that's, that's my thought there. Um, I mean, for fantasy, we all want to see him on the ice for a couple more minutes a night, but I just, I'm not sure that's going to happen, but I do think that 60, 60 points is probably, I, I like that as a floor for Kuzmenko. Um, with 70 points as a ceiling. And I think 20 power play points is pretty reasonable. Um, and that's ridiculous for a player that is rostered at 45%. Way to go, big koozie. Recky's proud of you. I'm so nervous about to? this uh, this Tocket thing, man. Like the, mm-hmm. the lines that he put out already, Stanika, Horvat, Besser as your line one. Pedersen down on line three with Kuzmenko. Um, I mean, I'm not dropping him. I, I'm no one is going to do that right now. Uh, he's on a hot streak as it is with five points in his last four. Um, and I, th- I think Boudreau had put him on the top power play right before he kind of fade out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, I was stoked for that because he was back on the top power play, getting top six time again. And now Tocket is just this huge question mark. And man, it, everything I'm reading and, and talking to Raj, like, you know, he's a Canucks fan too. Oh, yeah. And it just seemed like the players were so behind Bruce. And I wonder how they're going to respond to this because it's, you know, usually think of uh, Boston. You know, they did everything we're hearing, all the little side uh, side eye comments that are coming out of Boston are like, all right, we really didn't like Bruce Cassidy and Jim Montgomery has been a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. And it, it almost seems like the opposite here in, in Vancouver. Like they, they liked Bruce. And I, I wonder... Like, I hope it doesn't happen for you guys, but I, I wonder if if they, I don't know, kind of lament the fact. Yeah. You, you know, my thought on this is, like, I, I like, I, I read a lot. Um, like, um, I had a great conversation with Raj. We were, like, reminiscing about 2011. It was awesome. Um, but I can see on Twitter uh, just a lot of people are, are just still so pissed, right? And in my opinion, like, yeah, I'm pissed, too. Like, th- th- how they treated Boudreaux was just ridiculous. Like, that's that's not professional in any mm-hmm. way right like so and i didn't like the the apology either i didn't think that was very uh, it's just tone deaf right um that said like you know the canucks were playing like shit you know <laughs> like true enough it just, yeah it, it, like so whether they like the guy or not like i'm sure they did like him but they weren't playing for him you know so to me like Moving us like moving aside from what's happened so far with uh, you know Boudreaux, I'm I'm excited about Tockett to come in here. Like uh, even with all like I, I almost feel it's a tone deaf kind of decision to bring Tockett in here with all his controversies as well. You know what I mean? Like the fans are already ticked off, and now you're bringing in this guy that's like you know has you know it's some some debacle you know gambling situation, some Twitter thing. He's erasing his Twitter. Um, even with that, like. I still feel like this is going to be a good move for the Canucks moving forward. Fresh I think, set of eyes. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, know I was watching his press conference. I, I liked what Talkett had to say. I like his kind of demeanor, the way he is. So, yeah, I'm sure. I, I feel like a lot of this stuff was was media created. Like that's one thing. I. It's not that I agreed. So well, maybe I did. Like with Jim Rutherford and and Patrick Alvin saying, like, yes, some of this was just the reporting of it. Like it was made a story. This big thing about Bruce Boudreaux, and I'm I'm glad that he got the recognition and, um, 
you know, a little swan song before he left because the way he was treated was terrible. But, you know, did they really, did, did we, did fans really love Boudreaux that much until like these stories started coming out? Yeah. You know what I, I mean? That's a good point. Like I, you know, I felt bad for, I didn't feel bad for him until these stories came out. And I was like, oh man, this is terrible. Like no one was saying Bruce, there it is until these stories started coming out. Right. <laughs> so it's kind of, it, it's, it's 50, 50. I think there's, there's more to it than that. I think, but that's my two cents. But I, I do think that I think Kuzmenko is going to be, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him with Rick Tockett and seeing what, what they're capable of doing here. Um, yeah, my two cents, man. I just went off on the Canucks. There you go. Um, all right, let's move forward. All right. We're getting long in the tooth. All right. Um, next award, the Tim Kerr award, best forward cats league. TJ, what do you got? I mean, there's so many good ones. Oh, um, yeah. I like your guy. I didn't want to steal because I, I saw you had him later in the, in the docket here. Oh, yeah. So That's all I don't know. I, I don't want to plant my home, my, like my Homer flag too far, but like Scott Lawton, it's hard not to talk about him right now because he is mm-hmm. doing a little bit of everything. And the run that the Flyers are on right now, his offense that he's that he's been putting up, yeah, only one point in his last four, but he's still giving you face-offs. He's giving you hits. He's giving you a little bit of blocks. The shots are pretty good. The best they've ever been for him in his career. Yeah. Uh, and his point pace is the best it's ever been in his career. It's not going to blow you, blow you away. It's a 51-point pace, but, man, do they come in, in – <laughs> streaks um you know lawton was kind of the the bell of the ball over the last couple of weeks especially in cats leagues where he um again he just does a little bit of everything um if the islanders were any better i would go for jean gabriel pajot but they have been averaging two goals a game over the last mm-hmm. i want to say almost like 13 games now so they're just not putting up the offense for me to really come out and say that JGP is the pick over Scott Lawton. Uh, but both of the guys are available. You know, Lawton's at 37% and JGP is 26. So you can, you can find both those guys, take your pick, uh, see who fits your roster a little bit better. But I think you're going to get a little more offense out of Scotty Lawton than you would out of somebody like JGP. And maybe it's just, uh, you know, nature versus nurture because I, I don't trust the Islanders to, to pick it up. At least not this year, but I'm pretty sure Lou Lamorello is in a contract here. So we'll see if uh, if he gets re-upped. Yeah, better get something done, my guy. Um, yeah, I love this pick, man. Uh, I was all over this. You know, obviously the 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 five game week with Philly, I think, really brought Scott Lawton into the conversation. And you're like, hey, look what this guy's doing. Oh yeah, like, this is obscene. And th- there's there's so many things with Lawton that are that are trending upwards. Like, obviously his his point per game total is is you know, like you said, career year, he's shooting more. This guy bangs. He gets oh, yeah. the biz. He just smashes people. He, he's at 102 hits in 45 games. That is awesome. That's what you want. Like we're talking cats leagues, right? This guy's crushing it. Uh, and then add to that. He's it, his average time on ice is two minutes higher than his highest ever total. So mm-hmm. he's getting two minutes more on the ice, which I think puts him ahead of uh, JGP. Cause I think JGP is like a 16 minute man. You know, whereas this guy's getting 18 and a half minutes uh, average time on ice. He's also getting over two minutes on the power play, which he's never had in his entire career. So he, he's a great story because this is a third liner, fourth liner banger that actually has some skill and they're giving him an opportunity now. And I'm here for it, man. I, I love Scott Lawton. I want to see this guy crush 50 points this year. I think that would be awesome with like 150 hits, you know, 60 blocks, 
16 power play points. Let's let's I'm here for this, man. Let's, let's go. It's like a like a bottom of the roster stallion. Uh look at this. Like eight power play points, seven shorthanded points. They've been calling it the power kill. Over My goodness, here I didn't even notice that. Seven shorthanded oh, yeah. points. He's what? getting a lot of shorthanded time and they're making the most of it. So if you're in a points league where that counts for even more, uh, I think Lawton's even viable in a points league at this point. Dang. You know, big enough points league, but if you're in face-off league too, in cats, like he's got to be rostered. Yeah, uh, I absolutely that's, agree, man. This this guy needs to be on a on a on a cats team roster. Book it, all right. Scott Lawton, Scotty Too Hotty. Let's get the biz. Um, cool. All right. Uh, my Tim Kerr award. First off, I love Tim Kerr. Uh, he were you do you did you watch like the old Flyers? Like have you you know like do you you familiar with all those guys and. Uh, not not particularly. I came into hockey, I think it was like 18. So I was coming in, you know, Mike Richards, Chris Pronger, Kimo teaming in. Um, that was the team I grew up with. Um, no, Tim I, Kerr, oh my God. I moved to Pennsylvania when I was eight years old. So like the first eight years, I was a Devils fan. And then I left that behind. And then I moved to PA and I kind of like forgot about hockey for a little bit. And then I picked it back up as I was a... Uh, in high school okay okay yeah no i, I know your relationship oh totally i it's funny like i listen to you guys talk about the flyers and i've always liked the flyers i don't know why too like it's not a team we get to watch a lot out here but i mean i i watched eric lindros like the legion of doom and even before oh. then like so tim kerr um is in the 80s obviously like and i grew up in calgary alberta uh canada so yeah, I, I was there for the Flames Stanley Cup when they won in 89. Uh, my grandma had season's tickets. It was sick. I, I went to a bunch of playoff games. And I remember that year, I never got to see Tim Kerr, but like I had this video. It was a, it was a VHS. And it was like the, the, the Flames Stanley Cup run or whatever. And they were you know talking about the Flyers series. And it was just all Tim Kerr. And this guy was like, first off, destroying people. And then he scored like a crap ton of goals. So um you know he's a, he's a beauty i love tim kerr everybody just go to youtube and just google or, or just search tim kerr and watch this man's highlights beast all right he's a unit all right i so think i started go. getting into it like 94 is about where i started picking it up um i'm a 90 1990 baby so okay uh, just kind of got in the 90s with the the red wings and the colorado avalanche Oh, so good, man. Such a good uh, time for hockey. Um, yeah, 94 is actually the year where I really started to get into it, obviously, because the Canucks made the the finals there. So, um, yeah, that was my first big year. But, yeah, I was exposed to guys like Tim Kerr, that that freaking beauty. Mm. Anyways, uh, my guy, Tim Kerr Award, going to Logan Couture, all right, to have the San Jose Sharks, 44% rostered. Yeah, this <laughs> – um, it, it's weird. I, I've, I put this guy as my, my pick, but I don't have him anywhere. Um, I think one of the reasons I don't have Logan Couture anywhere is because he's center only. So it's kind of hard to fit him into my rosters at times. Like my centers, you know, uh, you remember during draft season, TJ, like it was just center heavy, like at the top, you know, and then there was a lot later on. So there's just a glut of centers and, and Logan Couture didn't really make the cut. But, you know, if you're hurting in a, in a cat's league, this guy's, you know, he does everything. He's just chugging along, doing what he always does. So he currently has 36 points, 16 goals, 20 assists. He's on pace for 62 points this season. And if you look at his career statistics, he's incredibly consistent with that. Um, he's on pace for about the same amount of shots, hits, blocks, power play points, all that. Um, he's just a boring fantasy player, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, 
And but he these does are the, the job. Yeah, the, these are the type of guys that you have to have on your roster, right? They're just their floor is solid. This guy's floor is probably like 55, 60 points every year with pretty much the same hits, blocks, all that, right? So it's nothing too special, but you need guys like this just chipping away with counting stats. Um, I, I did a little bit of a dive into Couture's advanced stats, and they're freaking terrible, all right? He's not, <laughs> uh, you know, it's not even worth reporting, right? So, I mean, he and, and this season in particular, he has the lowest shots and goal per 60, lowest uh, individual Corsi 4 per 60, and lowest uh, scoring chances 4 per 60 uh, that he's ever had in his career. But his shooting percent, uh, is is higher right so it's a bit high for him too um, but it doesn't feel unsustainable so this just looks to me like an older player slowing down likely playing a little bit smarter um, but his power play time is the highest it's been in the last five seasons right so that's helping bolster his numbers as well he hits well he blocks decently and he's likely to get 60 points what more do you want the guy's 44 percent logan the tim kerr award is yours all right cherish it my man you finally made it tj what do you got to say about this man? He is. He's just sturdy. That's what it is. It's, it, you're almost getting a block a game. You're getting a hit and a half every game. You're getting two and a half, like two and a quarter shots every game. Uh, face-offs, too, if you're counting that. Um, yeah, God help you too. if you're in a plus-minus <laughs> league. But that's, you know, the Sharks, they're going to do that to you. But, man, he, <laughs> he is. He's just like somebody you kind of, like, plug in. If the Sharks have a good week and you just want somebody that you can set and forget, uh, I think Couture is somebody that, you know, on the off nights because of that uh, center only, um, he is he is the pick. Yep, I think that's totally key. Like he's not a must roster by any means, right? But San Jose has a good schedule. He, he, lock him in there. Like it's weird. I was just just looking at his line mates here. Matthew Nito. I don't know if that's how you say that's man's name, but I think it should. You know, Matthew Nito and uh, to, Alexander Barabanov. Daily face off. It started yelling at me with an advertisement. I had to. Oh yes. Stupid daily face off. What do you done? No, uh, actually, we love dailyfaceoff.com here on Fantasy NHL today, right? TJ? Right. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Thank you for that <laughs> agreement. Um, cool. Yeah. So, I mean, he's playing with those two legends and he's still getting it done, right? So, I, I just like Logan Couture a lot uh, as a Cats League forward, like I said, but streamer level, pick him up when San Jose has a good schedule. You won't regret it. I guarantee it. Okay. All right, let's move on. We're, we're still uh, we're still cooking here. We got two more awards, and then uh, we'll let you go. This man has to he has to work early in the morning. We got to get you out of here. Oh, don't remind me. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. Yeah. Um, well, if it's any consolation, I got to get up early with my kids because I'm off and uh, I'm on uh, daddy duty. So there you go. Yeah, they don't they don't sleep in. No, they don't. They don't do that. Yeah, you would think they would. They can. Why wouldn't you? You know what I mean? They, they won't. They, they don't. They don't understand. Uh, but that's fine. Um, all right. Next award up is going to be best D-man, all formats. We call it the Mark Howe Award slash the Tony D'Angelo Award. Oh, with the pretty boy, Tony. Yeah. Hey. Right. Okay. Hey, Tony. Yeah. Hey. That's nice. All right. What do you got for best D-man, TJ? Give it to me. Mine's not like, it's not super sexy, but Brady Shea has been having kind of a year. 40-point uh, pace, half point per game. D-man, good hits, good blocks. Uh, he's been streaking here and there, uh, especially lately, where you know he's got a two-point, he's got two two-point games in his last seven games here. So I don't, you know, what to make of that. But you, you look at his last twenty, and he's scoring in most of them. You, you go back even like twenty-five games, and, and he's doing it. But the first half of his season, the second half of his season, 
are completely different. Seven points in his first 22 games, 15 right. in his last 23. So what Shea is putting together right now, um, power play time on ice, he's starting to see it. It's only a minute uh, in the last 23 games where he has those 15 points. But he's shooting a lot, uh, a lot more in this small sample size and, and the time on ice is going up. So I don't know what uh, Brendan Moore is doing over there with Brady Shea, but I'm really liking what we're getting out of Brady Shea. And it, it like I said, it's, it's not a sexy, you know, old sneaky pick or any of that, but uh, Brady Shea power play time on ice, decent point share, good riffs. He's just kind of sturdy again. Yeah, he's there. I mean, we're talking about 50% and under, right? We're, we're doing our best to pep up these guys, all right? And again, we're talking about fantasy hockey. We're not talking about real hockey, all right? I'm sure Brady Shea is just an absolute stallion in real hockey, all right? Fantasy hockey is just okay. He is. He has a nice head of hair, right? Yeah, he does. That's, uh, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm holding on to the scraps here, but that's that's fine. Um, yeah, uh, I like Brady Shea a lot too. I, I had him a couple weeks ago when Carolina had a good, uh, good schedule there. And yeah, he did very well. Like you said, uh, in his last, what what was it, 20 games, he said he's got 15 or 23 games. He got 15 points. Like, yep. that's nice. That's that's, that's a, a great pace for Brady Shea. Yeah. So he's kind of, it's like he's been activated. And the main thing, like, I, I always say this uh, on, on the pod here is like, what do you expect from D-Man? I, I feel like fantasy managers are like, oh, this guy didn't get a point tonight. It's like, well, he's a D-Man. A good D season is like 50 points. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like... You know, these guys aren't Kale McCarr and Roman Yossi, right? Yeah. They're, it's Brady Shea. So even 40 points for Brady Shea, you're like, oh, that's a good season for Brady Shea. Good good work, you know, with decent perifs. And so I, I always try and temper expectations with D-Man. I, I think people really look the, at offense as the as the benchmark for these guys. Like, oh, he's having a good season or he's having a bad season, right? Like, um, you know, that's just, that's just my take on D. That said, like, one thing I look for in D always is deployment. What kind of what kind of minutes are they getting? Because D obviously get more minutes than forwards, you know, in most yep. cases. And Brady Shea's deployment is awesome. He's getting over twenty minutes a night consistently, no question. Um, and the other thing I look at sometimes in D is how many goals they score. Like goal scoring from a D man is not that's not expected. You know, a good goal scoring D man will get you twenty goals, right? Whereas like th- this guy already has ten. That's pretty damn nice. I mean, you know, in most fantasy leagues that I'm in, goals are worth more than, you know, if it's a points league, goals are worth more than assists. So yeah. he's, he's putting some stuff together here. I, I like Brady Shea. I think uh, I think it's a really good pick. And what is he rostered at, TJ? Um, he is 38. So he's out there. Like, he's just under the half point per game mark where guys like Mike Matheson are half point per mm-hmm. game. Uh, but again, that's right. a small sample size. He's got 14 points or uh, 14 games played. So obviously things are going to be a little bit prettier for him, but Brady Shea right up there with like Jared Spurgeon, Jeff Petrie, that kind of mm-hmm. area of, uh, of usability. So yeah, go ahead and get him. Pick him up. All right. He's there for you. I totally agree. Uh, my pick for best D man is going to be none other than Sean Dursey of the LA Kings. Oh my God, Ronnie. This man is 38% rostered. This is a guy that I I championed at the beginning of the season. It didn't uh, it hasn't always worked out for me. Um I you know, but I still think he's having quite a good year just you know, 
if we kind of temper expectations a little bit on Jersey, you know, he's a second line D pairing. He gets uh, power play two, right? He's behind uh, Drew Doughty in the, in the pecking order there. Right. But uh, looking into Jersey a little bit more, um, one thing I saw is he's 16th in defensemen at five on five in individual scoring chances for, uh, for D men. So that's kind of nice, right? This, this guy's clearly an offensive defenseman. So Jersey really profiles as a, as a typical offensive D man. Um, and as I said, he's on the second pairing right now with Matt Roy. Finding decent D men rostered under 50% was a bit tough, honestly. Yeah. But uh, I think, yeah, I think, I think uh, there's not that many of them. Like the good ones are rostered, right? Or they're at like 55%, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, no, get, yeah. get down to 50. Like, give me some Keandre Miller. That's who I really Let want. Let me tell to you all here. about like, Essa Lindell, guys. Yeah, Essa Lindell. Yanni Hockenpah. That's who I should have chose. Uh, just like Oof. saying that man's name. He's Thanks. a beefer. Yeah, big time bangs. Um, I was talking about him the other day on the pod too. I was just like, you know, I need bangs. Is Yanni Hockenpah available? He's like one of my <laughs> go-tos. I'll go Mario Ferraro. Is he there? Can I go get him? Uh, yeah, but anyways, uh, Dursey, he, he bangs a little bit, but let's, let's get into that. Um, so Dursey has 26 points in 46 games. That's nice. Uh, six goals, 20 assists, 12 power play points as well. So that's great. Coming from power play two. Uh, the Kings power play two is, is pretty darn good. Um, you know, they, they got some weapons there. They're, they're, they're not, they're not a one, a one B situation, but I don't know. They're, they're, their second power play is looking pretty good, especially when, uh, Trevor Moore was, was healthy and in the lineup there. Um, but yeah, let's keep going. Um, so his previous high in power play points, 14. So he's going to smash that if he plays 82 games, no problem. He's on a 46 point pace. That's again, like, like we, like I was saying, like 46 points for a D man. Yes, please. That's great because it's not all about the offense, right? So I, I don't see why Jersey can't continue to get get you know forty to fifty points. Um, and if there's an injury to Doughty, his value goes way up, right? I was mm-hmm. thinking like Eric Gustafson in, in Washington, right? You get Carlson out. Gustafson has a crap ton of value now, I think. Um, so uh, again, Jersey has the offensive acumen to run that power play. I think he just needs the opportunity. So. I'm pretty bullish when it comes to Jersey. It's uh, the season's probably not his, you know, it hasn't been his breakout season, but I do think it's coming. I think Jersey's okay with perifs as well. He's at uh, almost a hit per game. He blocks a ton. So he's going to get more blocks than hits. That's valuable, right? Very valuable. Um, and he's going to have over a hundred blocks this season. Pretty darn nice, right? Usually with my D man, I don't know about you, TJ, but I like a hundred hits and a hundred blocks. That's what I want to see. That old Drew Doughty standard. Yeah, give me that. Yeah, 100 hits, 100 blocks, and 40 points. That's that's someone you want on your roster, I think, in a Cats league. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, don't sleep on Jersey. I think he's a great stream when LA has a good schedule. And, uh, he, you know, he could be a rest-of-season play. I have him on one team where I'm just, I'm just keeping him. I'm not – you know, it's a deeper league, but I'm, I'm just keeping Jersey, and, and I'm happy to do it, all right? Um, I, like I, I was saying, I think his floor is probably 40 points. Ceiling's probably 50. The Mark Howe Award is yours, my guy. Welcome to the Dursey Shore. I actually wrote that in the show sheets just so I could say it. All right. Like uh, T- yeah, TJ, what you got on uh, on on Big Dursey? Uh, I wonder. Uh, things things worked out for him really well this year because Brent Clark had to be sent back down, um, who I think would have been next up in the pecking order if he was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if Dowdy went down, they probably would have given the power play to Brent Clark. So this is going to be a good season for him. I wonder you know, down the road, if, if Brant Clark kind of grows into that power play role over Dursey. And that makes me worried about his like super long-term outlook mm-hmm. as far as like dynasty and things like that. 
Um, but I think he's he's going to be this kind of guy. He's offensive. He's going to be great at even strength. And we're going to see, hopefully, some power play, too, out of him. So um, this year, he's been spectacular. And what what's really nice is he he's super cheap at this point, 38%, and he's given you exactly what you need in a 38% rostered defenseman. So a right. uh, little bit of points, good for me. Way to go, Dersey. That a boy. He's got a, All right. He's got a better points per game than uh, than my pick, so I'll give him that. That's just, yeah, that's a little cheesy. I, I like your pick too. So yeah, but you know, Dersey, <laughs> I think, uh, I I know early in the season, he he got uh, scratched for a game because I think some of his defensive work. So, I mean, he's a young guy. He's only 24. I think there's going to be some growing pain still. I, I do believe that next season, again, this this might be a guy that's on the radar come draft season. You know, I'm not talking early, but maybe with your last D pick, Sean Dersey, I think that might be kind of kind of where we're at. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, a Brandon Montour. What the hell happened to him this year? Jeez, oh my guy's goodness. blowing up. Um, yeah, but there you go. That's what we like about Sean Dersey. All right, let's keep going. Next award, the Eric Lindros Award. Must roster player. This is the information you need to crush your opponents, all right? And TJ's got one locked and loaded. What do you got for the Eric Lindros Award? Oh, boy, I am going out on a limb here. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about guys that we both have here. Uh, Krejci, Hayes, I think those are guys that are worth rostering. Uh, but I'm going to cut deep a little bit. Who's somebody who just recently got back on my radar and is going to be available because he is hurt. And it's Gabe Velarde. See you at the party, Richter. Uh, he's not expected back on this road trip, so it might be until after the All-Star break. But I think he's somebody really strong to have in your back pocket. We're looking at a 56-point pace. He's got six points in his last four. The deployment's always pretty strong not really knowing what they're going to do in in the um in Los Angeles but he's been getting intermittent top power play time which is really important um and I don't know that that offense is there so he's somebody for me that I'm going to take a flyer on when he comes back and hope that hope that it works out but there are guys like I said with Krejci with Hayes I didn't want to repeat myself on on those guys but uh I wanted to put somebody new in there so for me, it's going to be Gabe Velarde. Yeah, I, I love Gabe Velarde. I had him earlier this season. I mean, you know, he, again, young guy. He's up and down, right? And that's been his season so far. But you can't argue with like 31 points in 45 games. That's excellent. And that's, that's you know, that, <laughs> what do you want? Like, um, and, and again, I think that the top nine in LA, they can all get it done. Um, and they've, they've sort of proven that at, at different times. So um you know, it'll be interesting to see where he's deployed when he comes back. It'll probably be after the all-star break, I would think there. Yep. But yeah, I, I like it, man. Especially if you can if you can pick up a player and automatically put him into your IR, why the hell not? Like get there get Velarde and just stash him, right? Because I think um I, I agree with you. I, I like Velarde and I think I think he's got more to offer. Again, peripherally, he's not he's not going crazy or anything, but you know, he's getting uh, over three minutes on the power play. Um, he's getting over 15 minutes of ice time. He's getting, you know, third line, second line minutes with a lot of time on the power play with good players. So, yeah, um, yeah, I like Velarde too. I think it's a, I think it's a really good pick. Must roster out to me. It was the was the power play time. He he might only have eight power play points right now, but um, I, I don't know the power play time. Like the faith is there. Uh, he is producing, especially in this this most recent stretch. Uh, 15 points in these last 22 games and 16 points in the 23 before that. So we're looking at 
solid consistency. So if a 56-point pace is interesting to you on your fantasy team, I think Villardi is the guy who's going to give it to you and not, not frustrate you the whole way through. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Like me some Velarde. It's good stuff. All right. Must roster player for me. The Eric Lindros Award goes to Columbus Blue Jackets. Boone Jenner. All right. 31% rostered. What the big guy? How are you doing this? I don't understand. This makes no sense. Okay. I mean, obviously, he's he's Cats League must roster. No question. Yeah. But I think he's must roster in points, too. Like he's getting opportunity with really good offensive players. So what the hell are we doing here? Um, the only reason I can think that he'd be 31% rostered is that he got injured. People dropped him. Drop it like it's lukewarm. They just said, get the hell out of my sight, Boone Jenner. And that's that. Um, but you got to get this man on your roster, all right? He's been back for six games now. I've talked about this guy many times on the pod, so I'm not going to go off on him. But, you know, this guy's a unit. I mean, what, you know, before he got injured, uh, he was on pace for roughly 240 shots, over 100 hits, and close to 100 blocks for a forward. 31%. This, yeah. what he, it blows my mind every time. I, I don't know what's going on. but uh, And he's the captain, too. I, I like having captains on my team. I don't know if that's something you ever think about, but like, there's more pressure to perform, right? These guys are locked in. It's not like a you know, you're kind of wiffle waffling each game. Like you have to show up and like get the biz, right? Lead by example, right? And he's, I just like that he's a captain there as well. But yeah, I love me some Boone Jenner. I think that the Jackets are healthier now. This guy's got access to John Goudreau and Patrick Laine. Um, He's centering the second line right now, uh, but I think it's not gonna be too long before he's back on the first line. And he's still getting reps on power play one, which is excellent. Um, I think the Blue Jackets too. They're they're. I mean, they're not purposely tanking, but they're just tanking, right? Because they they suck. They're they're they've been decimated this season with injuries. So I think the second half of the season that that team could be a little looser, honestly. Um, and sometimes that can equal some some more you know offensive production. I think especially with the players that they have, that they're 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 not gripping the stick so hard. They can play spoiler for some teams, um, you know. And offense isn't the problem in Columbus, right? So and. Don't look now, but Boone Jenner's got goals in two straight games. All right. Two straight. Um, yeah, two straight. Just I'll, I'll just shots. Quick. Yeah, this is obscene. Like, listen to some of these. The, let's listen to this. Like, you know, last game, seven shots, one hit, two blocks. The game before that, five shots, three hits, one block. He's he's winning faceoffs. Like, th- this is what he does on the nightly, and he does it in like 20 minutes on ice. His deployment is insane. So, yeah, I don't need to talk anymore about Boone Jenner. I don't know. What do, you, what do you think about this guy? You got him rostered anywhere, TJ? I love Boone Jenner. I love rostering this guy because he does. He's a jack of all trades. He might not be a master of any of them, but he does everything. He's not going to give you a zero any night. Uh, like like you said, 12 face-offs a night, almost two hits a game, over a block a game, three shots, the best shots he's ever put up, uh, over three shots this year. And yeah, 55-point pace, but we're talking like this is a Scott Lawton upgrade he's doing everything that scott lawton's doing but more and i don't know i i just every single time i'm like thinking about a cats league and boone jenner is out there it's it blows my mind because he does everything everything no matter what kind of league you're in um like, like i said face off like again yeah. the the plus minus is abysmal but that's what you get when you're in we we're talking about it with logan couture the Sharks, the the Columbus Blue Jackets, they're not going to give you that, but everything else, literally everything else. Like yep. even the point pace is pretty good. 
It is. And I think, I, I think he has more there. He has a higher ceiling than kind of what he's, what he's pacing at right now. Like, I think, yeah, I think 60 points could be very like within reach for him, maybe more. I mean, if he gets hot, right. Like depends on, on his deployment there. Like if he gets some, some even strength time with Goudreau and line a, like, now we're cooking, right? This, this guy does everything. So I'm here for it. I love it. There you go. All right, let's move on. So our last award, we'll get you out of here, all right? Um, the last award is the Lucas Pisa Award. Uh, the reason it's Lucas Pisa, this man was drafted 19th overall in 2008 over Roman Yossi and John Carlson. What do you got to say? Oh, man. Were you there Were you there for uh, the Lucas Pisa uh, draft there? No. 19th no, overall? Oh, God. No, no. Okay. No, that's fine. No, thank God. You know, I'm sure he's a nice person. All right. Let's, let's agree on that. All right. Let's uh, who's, who's your biggest bust giggity. Uh, it is Evan Bouchard. Devin. <laughs> what are you doing here? There was, and it's gotta be, um, there was so much hype around this guy going into the year, you know, guaranteed top power play in Edmonton, guaranteed this guaranteed that. And it was even starting to, like I started doubting it because I spent the entire off season saying, no, it's going to be Tyson Berry. It's the only reason that he's there. He's good on the power play. And Tyson Berry is giving Evan Bouchard absolutely no reason to throw his hat in the ring at this point. So uh, the reason we wanted Evan Bouchard was because he might've been the top power play guy. And then he wasn't. So that's to me that that was the, the coin that flipped the wrong way. Um, outside of that, like you're looking at a 31 point pace, two shots a game, uh, a couple hits, a couple blocks. He's still like rosterable deep enough. And I think the long term outlook is still good. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, as soon as this Barry contract is over, they have a stellar replacement in Evan Bouchard, who's got a hell of a shot. Um, he's going to he's going to fit seamlessly onto that top power play. A lot of people thought it was going to be this year and it wasn't. So given his ADP and the expectations surrounding him. Uh, we wasted a lot of time on Evan Bouchard. <laughs> Bust. Um, I absolutely agree, though. This this guy's twenty three. He's gonna be he's gonna be fine. You know, he's just behind Barry in the pecking order, right? He needs that power play time. And yeah, I I chose. I mean, I listened to your guys' podcast and other podcasts, and I heard about Evan Bouchard. And people want to get ahead of things, right? You're like, oh, yeah. if I can get Evan Bouchard and he blows up, then I'm like this awesome fantasy player, right? <laughs> and I, I I fought the urge to get Evan Bouchard, and I ended up drafting Tyson Barry in like three spots. And uh, I'm happy that I did because it was kind of a fluke, like because I, I was just wiffle waffling on it too, right? Like, yeah, this guy's younger. He's you know he's he had 44 or uh, 43 points last season with 12 goals. That's excellent. Yeah. You know, so hit the future is bright for this guy, no question, right? He just needs more deployment. So his deployment's down this year. 1948 last season. You want to see that over 20? He's getting 18 uh, currently, right? And it's that's I don't see that changing. You know, Tyson Berry goes down. Evan Bouchard's an ad, no question, right? Yep. But yeah, it's yeah, it is what it is. It, in terms of we're talking about fantasy, not not actuality, right? Reality. Um, Ember Shard's probably a beauty fantasy. He's pissing us off. All right. Let's, let's agree on that. Hopefully, um, hopefully he's not rostered anymore. Yeah, don't don't roster Evan Bouchard. Just get that garbage out of here. All right. I'm sure he's a nice person. I, I have to I have to, you know, put that disclaimer out there. Fifty three percent raw. Jesus, get out of here. What? Fifty three more more than Jersey. More than Brady Shea. Come on. Come People on, guys. We're hanging on. They're like, he's going to get that power play one. It's like, yeah, but there's only like, you know, less than half the season left. You know, come on. Uh, go get Sean Dersey. All right. 
I don't know what's going on. All right, that's uh, my last award, the Lucas Spiza Award, Seth Jarvis. All right. Um, and this isn't so much about Seth Jarvis's season so far with the Hurricanes. Uh, I mean, he has 23 points in 46 games, seven goals, 16 assists. It's more uh, about the expectations that we had for him during draft season. So, um, you know, he finished last season on a tear, right? In his last 22 games of last season, he had 20 points, right? And he's playing with Aho and Tara Vinen. That That felt like that was going to pop off, right? You know, that was his rookie season. So yeah. I think... You know, I don't know. Were, were you guys high on Jarvis uh, at, at five hole? Uh, I feel like we were. I feel like we were. And it, it's it's all about that deployment, which has been his deployment all season. And yeah, yeah things have picked up a little bit with 14 in his last 24. But mm-hmm. still, that's, those are not the kind of numbers that we were hoping for. And so, yes, equally as disappointed. Yeah. And I was there for it, right? Um, I I think he, he got drafted a little earlier than I wanted to in, in most of the leagues, like where I didn't see value there. And one thing I like to do at draft season is, is I don't like to take a lot of big swings, honestly. Like I like guys like Logan Couture, like get those boring ass guys on my roster <laughs> and we just chip away and just suffocate people. You know what I mean? But Jarvis would have been a, a bit of a reach for me, but yeah, I mean, his line mates this year, pretty much the same, right? Um, you know, he's got Aho and Tara Vinen. Aho was out for a little bit. Um, it just hasn't really happened. So his advanced stats are similar to last season. There are some positive signs. Like this guy's going to be a great player. No question. Um, you know, his ice time is up. His shots are up. Hits and blocks are up. Shooting percentage, not so much. All right. Um, that's, that's a big area where he's kind of, you know, stinking it up. He's just not converting. Right. So last season he had 15 and a half shooting percentage this season, 6.9%. Nice. Nice. All right. That's not, uh, that's not really what we're, (laughs) what we're looking for. Right. And he's picked up his shot count as well. Um, so I I think the future is bright for this guy. No question. He's a young player. He's only 20. He's still finding his way in this league. He's going to be good. Just not this year. Unless, He's like a Kevin Fiala light. Maybe this man's just activating in the second half of the season. He's going to blow the roof off, right? But uh, yeah. If, if his shooting percentage was where it was last year, he'd be on a 53-point pace. So there's yeah. a lot to say about, about that, that conversion rate. Um, it's less than half of where it was last year. Mm-hmm. So if he had double the amount of goals, he'd be on that 53-point pace, almost 54. Yeah. And that's a tough stat to kind of – understand like why are they not converting you know like when i deep dive into some of these advanced statistics is like it's it's hard to pinpoint sometimes why a guy is not converting like in this case everything else is fairly equal to what it was last year he's just the shooting percentage is way down right so that i mean it could just be he's a young player this is a sophomore year um he's still figuring out how to play in this league right he's starting to feel the pressure i think young guys come to the league and they're full of you know piss and vinegar they're super confident they were the best player on their team Right. They come in and then, you know, it starts to sink in like, oh, yeah, this this league's pretty hard. Right. There's a lot of good guys up here. Oh, man. The hockey, the talent in hockey these days is ridiculous. I I, I love what I'm seeing. Like about Tage Thompson. What the what's this man? Oh, my God. Robertson. Like, goodness. I I didn't see those guys coming this year. That's for sure. The hands on them. It's it's insane. There's a couple meat hooks on this man. He's like. He's like seven feet tall. What are you doing? Um, anyways, yeah, that is, that's it. That is the award show that uh, we've got here. Uh, congratulations to all the winners. Um, the awards are in the mail. All right. So I know, I know you're all listening here, especially you, Seth Jarvis. Yeah. Sorry about the, you know, we're, t- we're talking a little yang on you, but you know, you're a young man. You can, you can take it. All right. 
Um, that's it, everybody. We had a lot of fun putting this together, and we hope you enjoyed it. Again, please check me out on Twitter. Okay, it's at Blake Creamer SE, and check out the Five Hole Fantasy Hockey Boys. All right, it's uh, what is it at FHF Hockey? Yep, is that right? You got it. Yep. Boom. Look at that. Uh, and be sure to head over to uh, also sportsethos.com, okay, for all your fantasy basketball needs. We're just killing it over there, all right? They do fantasy basketball. Um, they actually got a, they got other sports, right? I'm doing the hockey here. Um, they got baseball, football, and they have a disc golf podcast. No, they don't. I just They do. Disc golf. Oh, it's pretty damn awesome, too. I, I listened to it today. <laughs> he had uh, another episode, and he was talking with two guys in Germany about, like, some professional league. I was oh like, God. this is this is freaking awesome. Gotta my, get some uh, disc- my house backs up to a, a disc golf course, which is pretty neat. You know what? You should. Uh, I'll hook you up with this guy. You get him on the show, right? Get him on the five hole show. You just just a little departure for a bit. Just talk about some disc golf. Um, anyways, yeah, uh, sportsethos.com, killing it. All right. Also, check out the five hole fantasy hockey uh, discord again. The uh, link is in the show description. And just start chatting with these distinguished gentlemen, all right? There's a lot, uh, such a wealth of knowledge there, and uh, they offer so much more, right? Uh, again, if you're into uh, their listener leagues, they're going to have, uh, you know, I think you have to join the Patreon. Is that right, TJ? To get yep. into the listener leagues? Yeah. And then again, uh, all the proceeds of that go to, you know, Mental Health America, which is amazing. That's, that's great work you guys are doing there. So check them out. TJ, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for all you guys do at uh, Five Full Fantasy Hockey, keeping us in the win call. Thanks for having me, bud. Yeah, man. Awesome. All right. Well, that's all we got for today's show, everybody. Hope it helped you. We'll talk to you next time. Celebrate your day. Bye for now. All right, pal.